Welcome to the Real Talk, Real Walk podcast with Sean and Rashawn. It's where the counselor talking in the office meets the influencer walking it out on the streets. It is the place where Generation X meets Generation Y, and we bridge the gap between the wisdom of the past and the need to practically walk it out in the present. We do this by helping you uncover the limiting beliefs that have kept you stuck, and then helping you discover what better looks like for you and equipping you with the tools to create it. Need to break the chains that bind you and live the life that inspires you because Real Talk, Real Walk with Sean and Rashawn starts now. Hey guys, and welcome back to our third episode of How to Overcome Anxiety, A Life Well Lived. Let's go. I'm super excited about this. We have a special, special guest in town. In town and also, he's, it's his first time on our first podcast and this Whoa. is our first guest first it's a guest lot of first yeah so this is gonna be really fun but he's a phenomenal man i've met him in colorado awesome man of god very very articulate wise man of god who has a pastor's heart it's hard to find sure. those combos but yeah, his name's right. ryan casey waller and you're gonna be you know blown away when you get to know this guy even more he's a pastor and writer and an ex- aspiring therapist and recovering Come on now, recovering, recovering. lawyer. What? Guys, welcome, he has been Ryan. Delivered. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on Hallelujah. now. Hallelujah. Get, get ready, get ready. <laughs> With no further ado, Ryan, what's up, bro? Hey. Man, this guy, I'm excited because he, did you not just pass your LMFT or are you taking your LMFT? I just took my LMFT exam, yes. I'm sure you did great, bro. A week ago. Wow. I'm sure you just nailed it. Thank you. You did I a hope great so. job. I hope so. You never know, though. Standardized tests. You That's never know. true. They don't measure brilliance. They, they measure something. Something. We don't know what that is. We yet, don't but. exactly know what these standardized tests measure, but they do not measure brilliance. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, you know, I'm excited because you know a lot of what I'm talking about very well. You just graduated school. I think it's your, what, third degree? It's my third graduate degree, yes. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That is incredible. No, it's a problem, actually. I need to stop. It's an addiction. You know, I have, little known fact, I have two master's degrees. One's in marriage, family therapy, and one is in Christian counseling. So you have the problem as well. I have a little bit of a problem, yeah. just a little bit. You seem like you've been further down the road with this issue. I think I think I'm I'm going to be recovery a recovering graduate student now. You yes, are. So, amen, amen. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to hear what your doctorate's going to be in, like neuroscience, mm, physics, uh, astro. You know, when I got married to my wife, she made me promise. The only thing I promised I wouldn't go do is go to medical school. So that's wow. that's off. But you you never know what the doctorate yeah, may be. Man, you just never know. Yeah. They have all those home studies now. <laughs> you can go abroad, take your take your career to an island somewhere and get a doctorate. That's I right. Like it. Yeah, that's right. $15,000. Right, right, right. Well, you know, I'm excited to talk to you about how to overcome anxiety a life mm. well lived because I went into some stories about how we just struggle with trusting God. Like with our kids, we want them to trust us. We want them to believe that we love them. And if we've done a great job in parenting, by the time they're in their teenage years, they'll say, I know, I know. I tell my daughter, Berkeley, I love you. I know. My son, he's an infamous for saying this. Hey, buddy, I love you. What can you do to make me love you less? What can you do to make me love you more? Mm. And he says, I know, Dad, nothing. I know, Dad. You always say that. I mean, I love to hear that. Yeah. Because it means that I have taught him well throughout the years that there's nothing he can do to go out of the boundary of my love. Absolutely. And how amazing would it be if we could grab hold of that 
for our own personal relationship with God. Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, I mean, the thing that you and I both know is that the human tendency is to forget. And that's one of the brilliance that we get in our faith, right? Is that if we're going to actually know something, we need to hear it not once, not twice, not three times, but again and again and again. Otherwise, we will forget. So even though your kids might now in this moment be saying, yeah, 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 I get it. I know, I know. What you know is that they're going to need to have heard that so many times for that to really stick and for it to internalize and for them to know that it's true in the same way that we've got to come back to God over and over Amen. again to his word to hear it. Otherwise we will forget. We know That's that we so will. True. So, you know, and I think we get so caught up in the mundane and hearing these things from the word of God. Again, God is love. God loves you. Jesus died for you again. And again, we hear that if you've been raised in the church or you've been to any church, you'll hear those messages again and again. And the devil can deceive us by this rote memory of, well, I've heard that so many times and we can just be like, I know, I know, I know. And we don't let it affect our lives. We don't pursue. We don't allow the veracity and transforming power of God to penetrate our hearts because we think we already know until adversity hits us. Mm. And then our actions betray our beliefs. Our actions betray our beliefs. It's so true because we all want to have this amazing relationship with God that sustains us through difficult times. But the reality is our society has so many people on anxiety medications. You know, cannabis just got legalized in Oklahoma and it is blowing up. I get several calls on this. I don't even, I don't prescribe. I don't do any of that, but I get calls from people wanting cannabis and it's created this, this buzz because we have so much pressure in America. And so I wanted to go over some, some traits, two traits that are evidence of somebody who is going for it with God. If somebody who's living out of faith and not allowing the culture to define where they put their beliefs, where they put their identity. And there's two traits that if we see these at play, we know that God is at work. It's it's fearless and free. Now, by say fearless, I don't mean you never are afraid because that's just not real. I mean, even for a guy like you, who's strong and big, if you saw this guy, you'd think he probably was in the, <laughs> you know, the professional bodybuilder world. Him and Rashawn, can, you know, be workout buddies, probably. Uh, I mean, about a buck 40, you well, guys. That or, 40. that or cage fighting, one of the two. Yeah, you did, one def, of the two. definitely cage fighting you could buy, absolutely. Cage, cage fighting, yeah, because he's fast and agile, right? Skinny, he jump, skinny. He could jump off the fence. <laughs> so I'm just thinking about, What does it mean to be fearless? It doesn't mean that you don't experience fear. It means that you refuse to allow fear to determine your outcomes of your decisions. You refuse to let fear determine how you're going to love your kids, how you're going to go for or not go for a job opportunity, how you're going to not allow when your kids disrespect you or your kids hit teenage years or there's something hard in your marriage, instead of checking out, you check in. Wow, it's so good. But fear does keep so many people down, right? Because we're always worried about what it's going to look like if we take that step forward and we step out of that place of security or whatever it might be, whatever we think the foundation is that's keeping us safe, that constant fear, right, of whatever that is going away. And we don't, we're not know what we're going to do, which I think goes back with the anxiety we're looking for, the cannabis or whatever it is to cure that temporary anxiety because we don't have a deep and everlasting sense of security security, right? So we operate from this place of fear and we're looking for a quick fix. And there's a scripture, 1 John 4, right? It says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Mm. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Mm. Now, 
Some of you may say, well, I'm a Christian, so I should never have anxiety. I should never have fear. But the reality is the scripture is there because God knows that we're going to face these situations where we are overwhelmed by fear. We're tempted to fear. We're tempted to live in anxiety. And we have a choice. How will we handle these situations? Will we press through? You know, I say there's an eight-second rule, five to eight seconds, where you have five to eight seconds to be courageous. If you want to go talk to somebody that you're afraid to talk to, if you need to make a phone call that's difficult, if you need to have a conversation that's challenging, well, you have five to eight seconds. And once you jump into that space, you're there. There's no safety net right? <laughs> except for your trust in God because you've, you've had enough faith to say, you know, I don't know the outcome, but I know my faithfulness of my God is mm, real. Mm. And that's you moving forward. Yeah, but you got to do that, don't you think? Uh, at least a few times to see that work itself out, right? To move forward out in faith sure. and then to know and see that God is true to his word, right? He will make us perfect in love. He will show up in those moments. Faith is a muscle. It yeah. really is. Yeah. The more you exercise it, just like we talked about, you're a big time writer. You're exercising your faith muscle through writing is a constant refining of your skill and developing of your skill. Right. You know, even with Rashawn, I, the first book you put out was not even comparable to the way that he writes today. Mm. He's more coherent. It's because he's been coached. It's because he's been diligent. It's because he's persevered daily. He puts his phone and everything up and he does his writing because that's where he wants to be. He wants to be known as an author. True. If we want to be known as someone who loves God, if somebody who's fearless, then we have to also take those steps daily. And it might and it might just be getting up and reading your Bible. And, the, and the, the fearless move is, well, I don't have a great memory. It doesn't matter what I read. Your move is, I'm trusting you, God, that whatever I read, it's going to go somewhere. Just mm-hmm. like I don't remember what I had for breakfast on Tuesday, the 25th of June last year. I have no idea. But that doesn't mean it didn't affect the way that I felt. didn't affect my capacity to either go all day or to be you know, not sustained by energy because it was a bad choice of food. Right. And the same thing is true what we feed our minds with. Mm-hmm. And we think about this with, with fear in my own life. You know, it's a little known fact that I started the Christian counseling practice, New Vision Counseling and Consulting. My mom paid half my first years or half of my rent for the first six months of my practice. Wow. And she could see me struggling. She goes, no, son, I will pay half of your rent for the first six months. Now, here's the funny part. I had shared an office with some other counselor and she paid the other half. (laughs) So basically, I paid a fourth of my rent for this first six months. And so it's okay if somebody, God uses a real person to help bridge that gap. Sure. And even when I was counseling for many years, I thought, you know, God's blessed us. We were making our bills supernaturally because I didn't have any connections. I didn't have somebody that was mentoring me. I really didn't. Like this whole walk of counseling has been a faith journey Mm. that I kept, one of the thoughts the devil would constantly harass me with was, you know, you're doing it well, you're doing great today, but you know, probably next week, somebody that's really hates Christians, is going to find you on the web. They're going to do something and they're going to find some mistake you made through paperwork Mm. or something that you said that was too Christian or maybe you were too nice to somebody because, you know, in our field, if you treat people like they matter, Mm. you can get in trouble. You can get in trouble. That's right. If you are more than a jellyfish, there can be an indictment against you because you have character. Mm. And so I really was just have been harassed by this. And over time, I said, you know, Lord, I'm going to trust you for this week. You've sustained us this far. And if something happens, then, then, then it happens under your jurisdiction. But right. I'm not going to live with this 
burden. And I literally every day had to just fight that. Mm. Okay, this is this was a great week. We made it. But next week, the end is coming. Mm, yeah. You ever had a situation like that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean... Uh, I, I don't think have. I've ever not had a situation like that. Rashawn and I were talking yesterday. I don't think I've literally ever gone into any of the different careers that I've had knowing how to do it when I started. And what I've discovered each and every time is that God will equip where he calls. Amen. And so if you follow and you take that leap of faith and you move into the fear and be okay with the fear and you trust that God is going to go along with you. He doesn't send us out and then say, well, just do it on your own, right? (laughs) He he calls us to go and then he goes alongside and he equips us as he calls. And I've never been left out to dry, right? Mm. And and just been on my own and had to figure out on my own. And the thing that you said, which is interesting too, is that your your, your mom came alongside and paid part of the rent and and another counselor was paying part of the rent. We've got to pay attention, keep our eyes and our ears open to who God sends alongside because this is often how he works, right? Through other people. And to recognize that your mom's showing up in that moment and the other counselor, that's God working in your life and sending provision, right? And we've got to stay sensitive and open to that and hear that again like we were talking earlier. This is God reminding us he's a good father and that he loves us and he's going to take care of us. It's so easy to forget. And, you know, I think that we can have a set template of how we expect God to operate. Mm. And if he doesn't operate within those parameters, we tend to forget how much he loves us because we're looking for very specific boxed in ways that God has to move. Right. Right. And so I think, you know, even, even for me, if you, can you think of anybody, you know, that lives a fearless life? I know you listeners out there, think of somebody, you know, that lives a life of faith that just goes for it. You know, I have a friend named Steve Milkey and he used to be a pastor at a local church here. That's a big time church. You would call it a mega church. Maybe not from Texas, because Texas is, I think you have to be like a million two to be a mega church. I don't know. Oklahoma, you guys are doing pretty good up here. You we got do some all right. churches. We do all right. Yeah. Well, he worked at this church, and I said, Oh, you took a vow of poverty. And he said, Why would you say that? I said, Well, you have four kids, and you make under $40,000 a year. <laughs> to me, that's a vow of poverty. Maybe yeah. not for you. And he, and he just took that to heart, and we had conversations forthcoming because we became best friends while him and his family were here. Yeah. And this guy was always going for some multi-marketing this or some career in here, but he's kept the same job with this church for a while. Then he left and went to here, but he constantly went for it. And he was constantly saying, Sean, I just feel God's calling me to more. God's calling me to more. And he, he, got, he had so many harebrained ideas. Bro, one time he had this idea, this coffee business. And because I loved him, my wife said, honey, you never take risks like this. You are so calculated and measured. I'm like... Yeah, that's called wisdom. Yeah. But she gave me such a hard time. I invested money in this company and we got our first, <laughs> don't laugh. It was bubblegum coffee or something crazy. Oh man. Yeah. And I thought it was ridiculous, but it was so outside of my radar and he was so passionate about it. The first box I get, I open the box and it's like, like the box that comes in, you know, like the Amazon box that ships in. Yeah. And it's a, it's a cloud of coffee grounds. Mm-mm. It just Mm-mm. comes out, man. Oh. And I and I pick up the coffee thing. There's coffee grounds on it. The stickers halfway falling off the bag. I'm like, oh, is there a way to get our money back? Because yeah. this is your first impression, it's typically not going to get much better than this. Yes, no bueno. Well, translate that to today. This guy has been so blessed of God. He found his niche mm. in a career, and he jet sets all around the world. What? Yeah, he wow. like not that you have to define everything by by financial means, yeah. but he started out with almost a, a a poverty level job 
because he had so many kids. I remember some of our other friends would bring him deer when we go out to eat dinners and things. Or, you know, I'd always want to pay or help them out because they're such a great godly family. And he's kept his relationship with God, but now he's been given access to billion, B-I-L-L-I-O-N, billionaires. Mm-hmm. And the people that are moving and shaking, writing books that you and I have both read. And he's there as a Christ follower next to some of these high, highly influential people because he had a fearless lifestyle. That doesn't mean he didn't fail. That doesn't mean he didn't didn't have all this stuff he shouldn't have bought, try to go for this and go for that. And it meant that he never quit trusting God. Yeah. And that's so important. I mean, look at the biblical narrative. As our good friend uh, Grant Skeldon likes to say, like, find me a character in the Bible whom God called to an easy life. So just because you move, right, and in that faith and try to live that fearlessness life doesn't mean that it's going to come easy. Like your friend, like over and over again, he had to he had to fall on his face like how many times to get to where God was calling him to go. You've got to be willing to stick with it. It doesn't mean just because we move in faith and God's going to snap his fingers and whatever it is that we think, right, needs to happen is going to happen. It's going to happen in his time and in his ways. And oftentimes God takes time because we're not quite ready for what it is we think we want or are ready for. And God's going to form us and he's going to shape us. And many times that's going to come through what we would call failure. But when we see it or try to see it from the perspective that God has seen it, he's forming us, right? It's not, it's not always failure. The world may see it as failure, but it's formation Mm -hmm. and he's preparing us to be ready for what it is. Formation, you know, fail, your yeah. failure is not final. It's not your final. Failure is not final. Unless you say it is. That's right. If you don't get back up, yeah. if you don't get back up, you know, people ask, how do you persevere? How do you do? Look, it's not because I've been extraordinarily skilled in some area or I'm more brilliant than the average Joe or anything exceptional about my lineage. It's because I get up one more time and right. I fall down. That's right. That really is the defining factor of, of I would say, my own life. Is and that's part of how I can counsel people so horizontally and see them eye to eye, and I'm not above or below. It's because I really see all of us are on this journey, and by the grace of God, I've been able to sustain it this long. But if God removes His grace, He removes my opportunities, He removes my capacity, He removes my gifts. And when we live that way, then when we have these failures, they're not all us, and we can see them through the lens of God, it wasn't this but you've got something better. That's right. It wasn't this, but you've got something better. So that fearless is a profound move. One of the traits that marks a person that is going for it. And it's remember, it's not the perfection of not having fear. It's the ability to get up and press through when you do. That's right. Trusting God to be bigger. That's right. Well, guys, we're going to do part four. And we're going to talk about the other part of this because it's been a big time. It's been free. With my brother, Ryan, from Texas. Yeah. I think he's my brother from another mother, but with the same father. Father, yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's been so good. Just Thank met you. this gentleman yesterday at Panera, or some of you say Panera, <laughs> bread. And this guy is, is fantastic. You know, huh. how can they hear about you? What's a way that people can get in touch with you? Yeah, you can find me online. Uh, my handle is always Ryan Casey Waller, my full name. So I'm on Facebook a lot. Also Instagram. Great. So you can find me there. I've got a new website that's about to be released at RyanCaseyWaller.com. So you can Ooh. find me there for... Uh, 
blogging. If you want to find out more about what I do as a ghostwriter, you can, and then soon as a counselor. So Amen. I'm excited, yeah. I, and guys, just say a prayer. We're trying to get him to move to Oklahoma or even Oklahoma City, Edmond. I'm not real picky. He could be all Oklahoma right, City right. or Edmond. Yeah. Rashawn and I are trying our best. We're praying. We're beseeching. My knees are calloused for the last 24 hours since I've met him. Well, I found out there's a train from Dallas to Oklahoma City. So, I mean, it could be easy. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. And we and, – and this has been a great introduction for me because I've had in my heart – the desire to write books, and I've had my brother Rashawn and some other people encouraging me to write books, but I feel like when we talked yesterday, we have this synergy, yeah. and so guys, you never know how God is going to move, That's right. because I've started several books, and I've just never followed them through. They've all had about two to 300 chapters, because <laughs> I had trouble narrowing them down, <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were all different chapters about different things. Hey, right. this is about anxiety. This is about pairing. This is about marriage. And so I think this has been a beautiful relationship. And guys, I would encourage you to think about who in your life is God calling you to step towards? Mm. Who in your life is God calling you to step away from? Because one is toward the comfort, and even if the comfort is pain of the past, the other one is faith, pressing through your fears to attain, obtain the future and identity that God has for you in the present, moving forward into the future. That's so good. So guys... If this was great, please share it. It means the world to us when you review us and rate us on iTunes. Think about who needs to hear this message. And maybe you need to hear it again. So then rewind and listen to it again. But if you say, Sean, Ryan, I need your skill set. I need something more than just a podcast. You can go to newvisioncounseling.live. That's newvisioncounseling.live. Dot live. Dot live. What up? And you can find out more about us as counselors. We have a counseling practice with so many people that are skilled, and we help you through biblical principles, married to cutting-edge counseling techniques, helping you discover what better looks like for you than equipping you with the tools to create it. Well, God bless. Ryan, do you have any parting words? God bless, man. It's just a joy to be here. And like you never know what the outcome is going to be, so be open to what God has for you, to be open to the relationships because you just don't know. Amen. God bless, guys. Talk to you again really soon.